We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Basketball podcast sponsored by DraftKings. It is Friday, February 9th, 2018. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard! Love that whistle. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues. You know that we'd love to have it. You can also find this podcast on rotowire.com directly, along with all of our other Rotowire podcasts. Check them out sometime. Synopsis of the show here. We're going to start with the Cleveland and other news. And then the main part of the show, of course, we're going to go into the non-Cleveland teams that participated in the trade deadline festivities, go into our DraftKings DFS picks for Friday, and Ken is going to sneak in his old man rant somewhere in there. Um, But Ken, why don't you get us started here on this Friday morning? Yeah, yeah. Trades, trades, and more trades last night covered uh, by yesterday's pod as well uh, by Mr. Whalen and I believe Mr. Anderson. Um, but uh, let's get into it. This is what a great trade deadline day, don't you think, gentlemen? I was having a blast with all the news. Uh, probably, we, I think, anyway, the biggest news being all the change with the Cavaliers. They add Larry Nance. They add Jordan Clarkson from the Lakers, both from the Lakers. They get George Hill from Sacramento, and they get Rodney Hood from Utah. I think this is a huge day for uh, the Cavs and Kobe Altman, who deserves a heck of a lot of credit. Uh, how much? How many? How much kudos are you guys piling on the uh, Cavalier organization? I love it. Um, Kobe Altman started as an intern and worked his way up to a point where he had enough um, gravitas in in the organization to completely turn over the roster. How cool is that? Um, from an intern to Rich's story, I love it. So going into yesterday. I really was just, you know, kind of saying around the office, 
I wish Cleveland would just trade their whole team. And I was kind of saying it tongue in cheek, <laughs> tongue in cheek. And then those tweets started rolling out and I was losing my mind. Like, I cannot believe this actually came to fruition. I am 100% on board with everything that Cleveland did yesterday. You know, maybe we can nitpick one of the trades, like maybe bringing in George Hill won't be a big deal. But overall, the logic behind it, the theory behind it, the excitement behind overhauling the entire roster during what could be LeBron's last year in Cleveland, but still kind of positioning themselves in case he leaves next year. I thought yeah, it was a fantastic agreed. day for their organization. Absolutely. I mean, let's say, go, oh, you go ahead, Chance. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. I mean, they're in a better position for, for this season. And I mean, it's going to take some time for, for the chemistry and for the team to mesh. Uh, but, but they have, you know, they have a third of the season to get there before the playoffs and you got Kevin Love's going to return just before the playoffs as well. Um, that's going to that's going to bring an entirely new dynamic to to the current roster. I I love what they did for the for this year and next. Um, you know, teams in the East better hope that they don't get that chemistry right and mesh well before yeah. the playoffs because this team, if if they do mesh well, they should be the favorite out of the East now. I, I honestly do believe that. Well, what's funny? I I, I agree. Yeah, what's funny, sorry, Ken, is ahead. that a lot of people, you know, uh, a Rotowire staff member <laughs> who who will remain unmentioned came up to me and be like, well, the Cavs are out of the playoff race, right? So yada, yada. And I was like, well, you know what? It would seem that way if you're a very casual follower of the NBA, <laughs> that they're out of, because based on what you see, it seems like they're not in the playoff race. They're still third in the East. So Shannon, yeah. you're totally right that they need some time to gel. But guess what? They've been afforded the luxury of still being one of the best teams in the NBA, even though we've gone through all this strife in the media and the overhaul of the roster. But you know, if, if you just listen to you get secondhand news, you would think that they're like the 10th seed in the east right now but they've got plenty of time to gel and and they're on i mean they're on track to make it to another finals they they've got i mean two things here two things two things one um i love the people that are like well they're still not better than the warriors no one's better than the warriors (laughs) they have lebron james and they're going for it that's what you do you don't just punt to the warriors especially if you're in the east and then second they're significantly younger and i agree with you dj if LeBron James walks, I actually think these are some smart moves. Larry Nance is 25. They're getting significantly under. He's got another year in his contract next year. Clarkson, yes, he's getting overpaid, but also 25. Two, uh, two more years with, uh, on his contract after the season ends. And Rodney Hood, also 25, restricted free agent. They can let him walk or they can keep him if he works out. I mean, if, if LeBron walks, you're talking about a front court of Love, Nance, and Hood? That's not that bad. That's solid. That will compete in the East next year. And that's that's not even mentioning the Nets pick that they still have, which right. you know could yep. be could be the number one yep. overall pick, could be five, whatever whatever it ends up being. It's going to be an impact piece, a foundational piece that they can build around. So I mean, I mean that that team next year around Kevin Love would be probably better than any roster he had in Minnesota. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. and, and he's going to be in Good the point. East. That's so, still a playoff contending team in the East. I, I think yeah, so. I think sure. so. Yeah. And especially if you're adding a, a perennial all-star with that Nets pick. So it's it's mm-hmm. extremely interesting. I love what they did both for this year and long-term. Um, fantasy now, implications. Yes, yeah. fantasy. That's that's what we're here for. So <laughs> fantasy implications. What's, what's your main takeaway from this, TJ? For Cleveland. For Cleveland. For Cleveland. We'll get into all the other teams. 
For Cleveland, I think Larry Nance is a must-add because he was on the fringe for me in a lot of leagues to begin with. His field goal percentage is out of control in in a good way. It's been such a boost. Um, If you rostered him at the beginning of the season, um, he he was helping a lot of teams get that full 12 points if you're in a 12-team rotisserie league in field goal percentage. I think LeBron is going to, you know, a lot of pick and roll with LeBron action. He's going to be cleaning up the rim, essentially taking Mm -hmm. over what Tristan Thompson had been doing, but maybe doing it with better defense, which means he'll be on the court more. Um, So Larry Nance seems like the clear winner for me. I think we're going to have kind of this weird struggle when it comes to minutes, at least, with J.R. Smith, Rodney Hood, and Jordan Clarkson. I just don't know if one of them deserves mentioning or adding over over the other now certainly hood and clarkson have shown more fantasy potential than jr smith um but i don't know that's kind of a wait and see for me but the problem is you can't wait and see you have to go make the make the move right now so i'll I'll, the pecking order for me would be nance hood clarkson george hill in that order and maybe george hill will end up being better than hood and clarkson in the long run that's certainly possible if they allow him to play 30 minutes a game Nance was averaging 22 minutes per with the Lakers, and I gotta believe, yeah, that's gonna be near 30 minutes. I just gotta believe he's gonna. They're gonna. I mean, he's gonna. They're gonna enjoy his young, young legs, play the heck out of him. Also, nice side note: one of the rare NBA players that might actually be happy to play in Cleveland, which <laughs> Cleveland fans know that's important. Well, Dad he, played there. He, he grew he up in to, Ohio. Well, yeah, and he went to school in Wyoming. So Cleveland, believe it or not, is an upgrade for quality of life. <laughs> yes, I wasn't even going to go into Wyoming, but yeah, he has a history. He can wear his dad's jersey at the dunk contest. Yeah, know, normally I'd be fantasy. afraid of the hate so. mail, but nobody lives in Wyoming, so it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Least populated oh, state man. in the U.S., I believe. I, they, all have, they all have giant rifles. They I, all have giant rifles. I actually think Nance is number two as okay. far as fantasy fan, increase in fantasy value on the Cleveland side. I'm going to go with George Hill. As yeah, the number one. I see Because yeah. I think he's immediately going to be playing 30, 35 minutes for the Cavs. I mean, obviously, he's going to be like the number three or four mm-hmm. option, depending on who else is in the lineup at the time. Uh, but just the fact that his role was so inconsistent with the Kings all season, you know, he would ru- routinely only play 25 minutes a game. He would sit for rest purposes. There's no more of that. We're going to see George Hill unleashed, and he's going to return to close to what he had with Utah last season. So, so we're looking at a top 70, top 80 fantasy player. Who, who basically is, was useless for the past three or four mm-hmm. months. So I love his value. Nance has a little bit more upside than Hill. Um, I'm just, it's, to me, Nance eventually would be this team's starting center mm. over Tristan Thompson. But I don't know that that will happen. I think they're going to bring, bring Nance off the bench initially. Um, they don't have a lot of depth, but, but it's, it's whether, the question with Nance is whether or not he can take away minutes from Tristan Thompson, especially after Love returns. Um, but I don't, I don't know if he can. So I, I want to well, dig into does the, love return. He's you're, got you're about next two year? weeks. Oh, I mean, no, even for, for this year, whether it be the last three weeks of the season, two, but two it's going to take, it's going to take time for Nance to get the, the tr- earn the trust of the coaching staff to be played over Tristan Thompson. Cause I mean, right now to me, the ideal starting lineup for the Cavs, um, with this is with love out would be Hill Clarkson hood, LeBron at the four and Nance at the five, mm, yeah. but they're not going to do that. Thompson's going to start and, and Nance could start at the five with LeBron at the three. You have Hood or Clarkson, Hood and Clarkson probably both coming off the bench. Uh, 
I, I just don't, I don't know. Uh, we have to see what happens. It's going to take time before they firm up their rotation as well. Yeah, but that, that's a tough part here, and I, that's why I have no problem spending a little more time on this because this is the biggest fantasy implications going forward this season is, is this Cavs roster. If It is a wait and see here, but that's, that's more for DFS. For season long, we got to make a move. So let's just say, in theory, let's do the exercise here real quick, guys. You still have $100 in fab money, and you've decided that you're going to devote all your fab money, $100, to this Cavs roster. Given the four players, how much are we spending? On I mean, your, your math doesn't have to be perfect, but let's just start. Everybody gets twenty five. <laughs> Who are you going to shed? Like, are you going to give forty? Are you going to give forty to George Hill, and then only something like fifteen to Rodney Hood, and then twenty five? Well, cl- clearly, if you're or? the thing about the Nance Hill debate, though, is you're talking totally different categories. So much of this depends sure. on your current roster, right? You, you're, you're talking about a point most. guard and a power forward, but uh, overall, I think Hill. I, I think Hill's facing a little more of a minutes battle than Nance is. I think they're going to feed Nance like crazy at power forward. Of course, what we haven't mentioned is what if Brooke Lopez gets bought out by the Lakers and goes to Cleveland as one rumor. I don't know how legit that rumor is. That certainly eats into Larry Nance's time. Yeah, there's so um, but, much. Uh, there, the buyout we'll market is arguably the biggest it's ever been. So there's so many possibilities. It's hard to say that that's, you know, it's hard to pick one player and say, well, we got to w- wait for him to join the roster. I think I'm going all in on Nance and Hill. And I'm a little bit too afraid on Hood and Clarkson because directly I think they might eat into each other's minutes. And I think that the Cavs are going to want to peg one of those two guys as the sixth guy off the bench, as a scoring presence off the bench. So I don't know which one. Clarkson is more, you know, more used to that role. Um, so maybe they'll start him. I mean, he's still going to have value. Um, but I will say overall, I'm I'm a little more afraid to spend money on Hood and Clarkson, not as afraid on Hill and Nance, because I think they're going to have real value for the rest of this regular fantasy season, keeping in mind that Kevin Love is only going to come back essentially during the championships of head-to-head leagues. What, what's helped, what helps Nance is Jeff Green, who used to be a legit power forward when he was young. He's just become so soft in his game. He really has to play small forward, except for tonight. But... Uh, I think Green's softness helps Nance. Yeah, I would. I would. So if I'm dividing, divvying up a hundred dollar fab budget between these guys, I'm going to go thirty five dollars Hill. Okay. Twenty five dollars Nance. Fifteen dollars Clarkson. Fifteen dollars Hood. And just keep the other ten dollars. I think that math is yeah. right. Keep the other ten dollars. Like I said, in my it bag, we're not gonna we're not gonna pull out the calculator. It's not that kind of podcast. I'm sorry I even I, brought my math into this broke. podcast, but uh, <laughs> no, I think it's important to kind of say uh, to put some numbers behind. You know how much we act, do we like Hill compared to Hood, and yeah, I, I think I'm right in line. I think I was overlooking Hill on my first breakdown, but I think he might be the most enticing and have the most you know sure footedness heading into this transition for the Cavs. I'll be the dissenter. I'll, I'll, I, I would go Nance with my more of my cash. Um, technically, just so in, for the few people that haven't read, Cleveland loses Isaiah Thomas, which I'm sure everyone knows by now, Jay Crowder to Utah, Shannon Fry, Iman Shumpert, Derek Rose, and Dwayne Wade. And I don't think there's a fan in Cleveland upset about losing any of those guys. <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. 
and you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Uh, in other news, Michael Beasley gets his first start with the unicorn out. Starting at power forward, puts up 21 points, seven boards, one dime, three steals, and one block. Gentlemen, or DJ specifically, how the heck is Michael Beasley only owned in 50% of leagues in Yahoo? There's a simple answer here, Ken, and that's because his name is Michael Beasley. It's as simple as that, right? Uh, it's because people have been burning him in the past. Yeah, he's got a rap sheet. He's got a fantasy rap sheet, if you will, where yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to be burned by him again. Uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And that's basically Michael Beasley. It's CJ Miles. It's Rodney Stuckey. All those guys that no. come in provide a He's lot of gonna hope. He's going to get crazy minutes, though, isn't he? He's no CJ Miles. I, I don't care. I, I was at a Knicks game earlier this season. I'm sitting there with, with a few of my clients. Um, from another popular fantasy sports site. (laughs) Smoking cigars, lighting them with $100 bills. That was after the game. That was after the game. But, you know, Beasley comes in for the Knicks, and I I lean over to the guy next to me, and I I say, I know know you're going to think I'm crazy, but Beasley is a top 10 scorer in the NBA, one of the top 10 best scorers in the NBA. It just has to be his night, and he needs to get the minutes. Well, he's going to get the minutes now, so I, I well, mean, and, right? And they're and they're tanking. They're in tank mode, like half the NBA, and unicorns out. So they're they're more than happy for Beasley to ball hog, put up his shots. They don't care. The season's done. I'm with right? you, man. I, I would dedicate as much as my if I need scoring specifically, and he'll he'll post decent rebound yeah. numbers with those kind of minutes. You know, defense is going to be where it's lacking, uh, but I would. I'd snag him up in, in pretty much any format. It, if if he's available, grab him. I don't care if it's a ten. In my in my, uh, in my grad school league, twelve team league, there's a Knicks fan. I, I swear, picked up Beasley before the unicorn landed on that dunk over Giannis. Like <laughs> right as his knee was tearing, he's like Beasley, free agent, done. My team now. You know what's so funny? That story is hilarious, Ken. Um, it's always those same guys are always terrible at responding to your emails, but amazing right. at picking up guys <laughs> off the wire. <laughs> it's the same guy. Exactly. It's, really, I've, I've had an email out there uh, for a couple of days now, but uh, Beasley was picking right, pretty right. quick. Um, I'm looking at Beasley's um, season log, you know, season averages here on Rotowire, and it's amazing. You would think this guy is a perennial all star over the last three years. He's averaging 23, 20, 25 points. And it's like, wow, this guy has been absolutely insane. But he's only played 20, 56, 49 games. And I think that's where it comes into play where you say Michael Beasley and you say, that's great. We know he's going to come in, provide some awesome scoring, just like Shannon said. But how long is he going to be there? Because we just don't, we're just not convinced he's actually going to stay with the team longer than 25% of a season. Yeah, I mean, the, he's the, the anti Troy. He's the anti Troy Aikman. You know, how I always say Troy Aikman's more valuable in real sports than fantasy. Beasley's ten times more valuable in fantasy than he is in real life. I when, think that's when true. When he's getting the minutes, but, when he's but the, the minutes. thing about the Knicks is 
what incentive do the Knicks have to give him a bunch of playing time when they could look at the younger guys uh, and just say, you know what, you go out there and get development, developmental minutes. And I'm not talking about maybe even anybody that's on their roster because they really don't have any young saying, front court which guys. Which younger guy, uh, which but, power forward, younger power forward, do you want to get Lance Thomas? That but guy's we're, we're, we're getting into Luke Cornett territory who made his Knicks debut recently, Isaiah Hicks. Um, we're talking about 10-day contract season coming up and I think it actually behooves the Knicks to bring in 10-day contract guys let them play a ton of minutes and see if they can find a diamond in the rough or something like that let's not forget that that's essentially how Hassan Whiteside was found the guy had been run out of the league had a terrible first couple seasons in Sacramento Um, he thought he changed you know he changed up his ways and whatnot he came back and and Miami found a diamond in the rough it just you know what you have in Michael Beasley why not go out there and try to find a diamond in the rough that's the problem with rostering Beasley is that teams have soured on him and by no means is he a piece for them to use moving forward in their franchise for any team it just doesn't make any sense all right well let's move on gentlemen greg monroe also got his uh did not start but his first game for the celtics in washington not bad saw 20 minutes which is surprising came off the bench um you know he looked great on defense and on offense he could do his usual on-the-block moves, but he had no idea where his teammates were supposed to be. You know, Monroe is a good passer. Uh, I think long-term he'll fit into that offense once he's had some practices. But uh, he, 20 minutes was kind of surprising. and they, You know, they wanted a big to bang with Cortat so he could help with that. i got to say, though, I was really impressed with Tom Sadoransky, who's been playing point guard with John Wall out. Uh, for the Wizards, he looked horribly lost last year. Like, he had no business playing in the States and should return back to Europe. But uh, he's on a run lately. In fact, Yahoo season average, Sadoransky ranks uh, uh, 50th in uh, game averages over the last 14 days. Anyway, give Sadoransky a look if you miss out on all these uh, trade news. I actually dro- dropped Stanley Johnson for him, which I may regret, but uh, hmm. I wanted better shooting percentages. I'm sure Shannon, Shannon has some choice words for that, but I'm right there with you, Ken. It's it's hard to find assists off the waiver wire. You know, we're fully expecting John Wall to not come back until a couple left in the, a couple weeks left in the season. And like I said earlier about Love, that's essentially the championships of head to head. So you got to make it to the championships before you're really concerned with that. Um, you know what? Out of all the stuff that happened with Cleveland yesterday, the overriding thing that comes to mind for me is that Brad Stevens is an amazing coach because Isaiah Thomas has gone right back, right? to being tossed around zero value disregarded (laughs) zero value he you know when he's on the court he scores he's a great six-man role um but brad stevens made him into an mvp candidate a cornerstone of a team Mm -hmm. of a playoff team and i'm a little bit interested as my mic goes out shannon did you do that if 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 he can make Greg Monroe into a fantasy asset. Now, I'm not saying Greg Monroe, you know, in and of himself is a fantasy asset, but I think that players like Greg Monroe playing for Brad Stevens can be enticing fantasy options because of how good he is at integrating players. Okay, Isaiah Thomas, just so just so we get this straight, Isaiah Thomas would have been good for any coach last year. The difference between Isaiah Thomas this year and last year is that Isaiah Thomas is no longer healthy. His hip injury just derailed him. All you need is to lose half a step when you're that size and you rely on your speed to, to make buckets like Isaiah Thomas does. He, he's, I think he's basically done as an NBA player. Brad Stevens is an excellent coach. 
but it's not all on him. Isaiah Thomas was actually a very good player last year. Greg Monroe also is an okay player, and he will provide you fantasy a fantasy impact, specifically in rebounding, if he gets 25 minutes a game. That's all, that's all he needs. He, he's shown last year in, with Milwaukee, if he gets 25 minutes, he can be a double-double threat. So if you need rebounds and, and you're confident, you, know, you think Monroe will get about 25 minutes a game, he's worth a look. Gentlemen, I have I'm a... tempted to chime in, but I don't want this to be a seven-hour podcast. DJ, tell us about the world of cryptocurrency and fantasy sports. Oh, uh, my pleasure, Ken. I have a rhetorical question for you guys. What's better than fantasy sports? <laughs> Nothing. The future of fantasy sports, oh, that. gentlemen. Ooh. The Fantasy Gold team is bringing you just that. Welcome to DraftDaily.com. It's crypto, it's currency, it's sports. DraftDaily.com is the new standard in the fantasy sports industry with almost non-existent fees, 100% trackable transaction, and 0% risk of chargebacks. They're taking the industry by storm, making the game we all love both safer and cheaper to play. They've brought fantasy sports and blockchain technology together to create the ultimate user experience and platform, DraftDaily.com. On DraftDaily.com, their users can play without worry and without fees digging into their profits. DraftDaily.com is introducing cryptocurrencies to the masses. What better way to do that than to merge crypto with fantasy sports? On DraftDaily.com, you play and win with cryptocurrency. Secure your place in history. Play on DraftDaily.com today, where players and the game they love are the focus, draftdaily.com. Well, we teased it. Let's keep getting into it. There were other trade. Uh, there were other teams that participated in the trade frenzy yesterday. So, Ken, why don't you lead us through the teams that we still need to touch on, if you don't mind? And uh, Shannon and I sure. will break it down from a fantasy perspective because, you know, a lot of the focus is on the Cavs, but I think that a lot of people will be spending their fab money there, and maybe you can sweep, uh, you know, sweep in and get some sweet deals on some other guys. Well, let's head west then. Uh, the other team getting patted on the back uh, was Cleveland's trade partner, the Lakers. They seem to have cleared up quite a bit of cap space for possibly LeBron and Paul George next year. But for this year's fantasy, uh, who, who who were the fantasy winners in that Lakers uh, on that Lakers deck card? I I think hmm, it's really tough. I have my own opinion here, but I don't want right. I don't want to lead you guys too much. I mean Julius Randle and Kyle Kuzma, right? With Larry Nance out of the picture, um, they should get more minutes. And we saw you know Julius Randle have a, a solid game last night. Uh, when he's on the court, he's a great fantasy asset. The problem is just that Larry Nance had been digging into his production. Josh Hart is kind of the interesting one here, Shannon, that I want to talk about. That had been picked up in some leagues, but probably will not be seeing much minutes when Lonzo Ball returns. Lonzo Ball has already been ruled out Saturday, so even if it comes in plays Saturday, Josh Hart could still have some value. I. I will say, I mean, Kuzma and Randall are the two main guys that I would have interest in. I, I'm not too hyped about Kuzma yet. He only played 24 minutes on Thursday night. And yeah, he scored 16 points and had nine rebounds, had a decent fantasy night. He still, he got most of that in garbage time. Um, he was only having a so-so night before he got extended run in the fourth quarter because the team was down by so much. Um, so I, I don't know. I want to see what the Lakers do next. I feel like there's there's some buyout opportunities on their team. Exactly. Yeah. Lopez goes. Lopez and, big, I, and, I, I mean, and IT. I mean, yeah. I know they've said they're yeah. keeping IT around, but why? They should buy him. Yeah. Well, oh they would, he, he will make their team worse. Yeah, that's true. That I is, mean, and then they do you really want Brandon in, Do you really want Brandon Ingram setting picks for IT? No. You, no. No. So, no. I mean, it'll be interesting. If they buy out— Play hard. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If they buy out Brick Lopez in IT, then then obviously, like I think Hart becomes more of a long term ad, and then you've got Kuzma and Randall seeing significant increase in value with Lopez gone. So a guy that we talked about coming into the season as a sleeper, as a dynasty guy to go target, Ivica Zubats had a great second half of last season, and you know he he was a fantasy darling for me. And then Brook Lopez was signed, and it's just like, well, what? All right, put him on hold. Still has dynasty value. If Lopez gets bought out, and the Lakers do go into tank mode, developmental mode, which they should already be in right now, Ivica Zubats, low double double guy. You're snickering, Shannon, but he was somebody that we were all adding frantically at the end of last season. No, no, not me, not me. And I'm, <laughs> I don't worry. I'm pulling up the split stats from last year, so so we can actually dive into that. But I. I only have, 20 only 20 years old there's got to be some upside he, he you know what he had an okay final 12 games of the season he, he averaged 11 points and five rebounds with one block that's okay no one let was me, let me back, the I want to back up to something no one was rushing I want to back up to something Shannon said earlier though he said oh Kuzma but a lot of those stats came in garbage time you don't think there's going to be a lot of garbage time for the Lakers this season oh, now, be the garbage time last night there's was them tons. actually being up 20 they had you know but they're going to be getting beat by 20 so often where they just say, yeah, Kuzma, go out there and do whatever you like. They had like seven or eight players in the rotation last night, and Kuzma still only played 24 minutes. Hmm. Like, how? that's absurd to me. He should have easily... But when he's on there, minutes. he's like shot number one. He, But he's also second in attempts. Yeah, I hear you on 24 minutes, but he got 15 attempts, which was second on the team, only behind Randall. He's going to shoot. I love Kuzma. I just, if I, I want some of these vets to get bought out, you know, before I give sure. him a, a, a drastic increase in value for the rest of the season. I love him. He's already owned in every league anyways, as he should be. Well, uh, I just don't expect a, a ginormous leap from him unless some of these, not quite some me, of these vets need up. to be bought out. We'll see. It, I mean, it, the dust is going to settle. Unfortunately, we won't have time you know, to let the dust settle and then make our choices. Lots of interesting stuff to have. Like you said, Ken, we don't want to have a seven-hour podcast, so let's keep it moving. <laughs> let's keep moving. Um, gentlemen, who, in your opinion, has lost more value? Emmanuel Moutier, who was dealt for Devin Harris, or Alfred Payton, who was dealt for a second-round pick? Basically, Devin Harris or second round pick. It's almost like the equivalent of a bag of balls. Who has who has lost more value, and who's got a better opportunity to shine of those two? It's almost a false question because Mudiay's value was so low that even if he lost value, the increment that he well, lost I'm is sorry, not that I mean, big. I mean, career wise. I guess I mean career wise. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I think I think Mudiay moving to New York is a, a almost a career ender. Like he really needs to resurrect himself. You know, usually beat writers don't pile on to such a young player who hasn't found himself in the NBA. But the Denver Twitter yesterday was piling on Moutier. Apparently he hasn't talked to any Denver media members all season long. And they were saying, well, he's really going to have to struggle in New York with the media there. You know, Moutier really needs to get his act together um, on the court, that is, uh, to, you know, be an NBA player even two years from now. I think Peyton is still going to find his way. I'm not convinced that Devin Booker should be the point guard for the Suns, even for the rest of the season, much less moving forward. I think he really needs to focus on being a true two guard because that's where he's most effective and i would hope that peyton um would be able to play alongside him and help him out um, that hurts because, josh jackson doesn't it yeah possibly. that's true possibly that's true 
I have to think the team's going to find out find a way to get to keep getting Josh Jackson heavy minutes for the rest of the for the rest of the season. He's played so well the past few weeks. Uh, maybe it means him playing some threes. So you have Peyton Booker and Jocks, Jackson all starting together, and you move TJ Warren to power forward, and then whoever you start at center, Bender or Chris. I could certainly see that being the scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I. I would be surprised if Jackson's moved to the bench. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. Everyone's just gonna be shifted up a position. Let, let me ask. Okay, we're gonna keep stay in the point guard arena, but uh, shift teams here. Uh, we were talking about George Hill and his new value. Who do you like more though? De'Aaron Fox, who's only owned in fifty five percent of Yahoo leagues, who's now the unquestioned starting point guard in Sacramento, or Hill in Cleveland. That is a great question, Ken. Um, and let's throw in. Let's throw in DJ Augustine in there too, who's now the unquestioned point guard in Orlando. That is a very, very good question. Now, I think Fox had been kind of eaten up because over the last, let's say, oh, um, <laughs> let's say over the last nine games, he's been averaging fourteen points, four assists, having some value. His value seems to increase. Uh, I'll say Hill, Fox, Augustine. I will say I'll go with the same order. I mean, the the problem is most in most leagues uh, for our listeners, DJ Augustine's probably the only one who's available, right? Yeah, I, I mean, kind of think so. Fox Fox already gonna be owned. I, I would my guess is that a lot of twelve team leagues still held on to Hill. Um, so Augustine, who becomes pretty much a must add, just. Not because I think he's a good player, just who else does Orlando have? Are they going to give Mack that many minutes at point guard? No. I mean, it doesn't really make sense to give Shelvin Mack minutes. So so you give Augustine 30 minutes a game. He's not going to be great, but he can give you like 12 and 6 and hit a three-pointer or two each game. Um, he had a big game last night in a start, played over 30 minutes, had like 18 points and nine, and assists, nine assists. Two steals, two three-pointers. Nice that's, free- that's solid, solid value. Yeah. And- Excellent free throw shooter career wise, though it doesn't take a lot of attempts. But uh, you know, if you're splitting hairs here, not not someone who you normally a name you'd get excited about, but he's going to hold value yeah. now that Al- Alfred Payton's gone. Man, the more the more and more we talk, which makes sense. There's just so many players to throw fab yeah. on. It's I don't know what my strategy is going to be if I'm going to throw a little bit of money on everybody and hope that you know a couple of these guys fall through the cracks, or if I'm really going to go after one or two that I feel strongly about, and that would probably be that you know. The, the three that we just mentioned, you know, Fox, Hill, uh, and Augustine, and then I'll let the other players kind of fall where they may. I, I don't know. Lots of interesting strategies to take this week heading into fab processing. One one guy who's... Shannon, what are your thoughts on Tyreek Evans? Yeah, and that that's who I wanted to bring up. He's so interesting because people were most likely dropping him, like especially in shallower leagues, like 10-team leagues. It's very possible he was dropped because he was benched with the anticipation. That was dumb. Yeah, but the anticipation happened, was... Yeah. Was he was going to get traded, uh, but now he's still on and the lose minutes. Yeah, get exactly. traded and lose minutes. His exactly. best fantasy scenario just occurred by not going anywhere. Right. So they're gonna they're gonna plug him back into the lineup. He's gonna continue getting thirty to thirty five minutes a game, and and he's gonna be great. He's gonna continue to produce like a top fifty fantasy player, like he has all season. He's only 83- and I think the 
I think the Grizz are smart thinking they can get him to sign possibly with the next year. They have a decent shot, especially if you're not getting anything in the trade they market. They should have went young. Who? They should have went young. I mean, they should have uh-huh. traded Marcus uh-huh. All. They should trade Tyreek Evans. They should bring Fisdale back. I mean, they should just go young, rebuild. <laughs> I just I don't really like where Memphis is headed as an organization. And I, I, I use this all the time when I talk about Memphis. They're just running into a wall year after year after year. And it's getting a little bit boring. They're they're not going to bring in other free agents. So the only way you can bring in quality pieces, like Evans may resign, but outside free agents, unless you overpay for damaged goods like Car- like uh, Chandler Parsons, yeah. You're, yeah. he sounds like a character from Friends. It's so annoying. <laughs> All right. Friends and Big Bang right? together, yeah. So, so, I mean, unless you overpay for damaged goods like that, you're not bringing in a quality free agent into memphis evans could resign with them but they're still foolish for not trading him but from a fantasy standpoint he's only he's only owned in 83 percent of yahoo leagues which means people did drop him within the last week or two so if if you happen to be in one of those leagues i don't care if it's 18 eight teams or 10 teams go snatch him up if he's available it's it's unlikely for most of us but if you're one of the lucky few go grab him a couple teams to finish out house now Oh. Okay, I was going to say Grindhouse now refers to the noise made by their old veteran's knees. Nice. That uh, is cool. Sh- <laughs> Shannon, you're a Pistons fan. How excited are you about James Innes and Jameer Nelson? On a scale of 1 to 10, about negative 17. <laughs> you already had your big trade. You can't complain. There's, Come on. Yeah, I actually think Nelson's a nice, no harm you need a backup point guard move. He's the third string point guard on this team. I mean, exactly. essentially, he's behind he's behind Ish Smith. I would actually even say he's d- behind Dwight uh, Bucks or whatever the guy's last name is. I forget how to pronounce it. Uh, but he's he, he's Jameer Nelson. He's nothing. He's an old dude. He's going to be Stan Van Gundy's assistant coach next year. Like he's just that's all it is. It was it was all about. He's eighty seven years old, reasons. but he still hits the. He still will get you. Uh, he will get them five ten decent minutes off the bench and he J- always does james ennis is just brought in for depth he's not gonna he's not gonna surpass uh bullocks or stanley johnson in the rotation there's no reason to add james ennis correct now let's give you some props you were you were pushing jamal murray and gary harris last week shannon i gotta believe bringing in a proven backup in devin harris really speaks to the trust the nuggets have in murray and harris yeah i mean all the, all they did there was they tried to find a veteran upgrade over Moutier, who has some playoff experience. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all the move is. Harris will be their fourth guard. Nothing more, nothing less. He doesn't impact those top three guys at all. All right. Let's move. To, so we already we discussed some of these, but let's talk buyouts. Be interesting to see if Brooke Lopez leaves the Lakers. Could go to Cleveland. D. Rose has already been told not to head west, and he's it's already almost assumed he's going to Minnesota with Tibbs. It seems like Joe Johnson is the name that people are most anxious for. I've seen the Rockets, the Warriors, Boston. Any ideas where he winds up and fantasy-wise doesn't matter? Um, I'm going to say it does not matter fantasy-wise. Allegedly, I forget what NBA beat writer tweeted this out, but there is a frenzy of bids coming in for Joe Johnson's uh, efforts. Um, Okay, have him you know be be my guest we Uh, need to slow this offense down get joe johnson in here stat right yeah i mean it's just a veteran off a bench there's nothing more than that d rose to minnesota awesome doesn't really matter for fantasy whatsoever uh lopez to to cleveland perhaps i don't really think that matters i don't think he's going to be used in the capacity that's randall kuzman 
that's Randall Kuzma news right there. Yeah, essentially. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, Nance, even Tristan Thompson, LeBron shifting down to four is going to be higher in the pecking order than them trying to integrate Brooke Lopez into their lineup. Brooke, Brooke Lopez is the only interesting name here for me. I mean, if he, if he gets bought out and goes to a team where he's locked into 30 minutes a game, then, Major he, value. then he's yeah. very yeah. interesting. But yeah. no one, I mean, no one else is of interest. And so just ignore all those other old dudes. They're all broken and busted. All right, fellas. We you, have... stole some, you stole my news earlier, but absolutely the Lakers should buy out Thomas. I don't think they are, but they should. We'll see. Go to the promo, DJ. All right. To the promo we go. We have a super deal, a special offer to Rotowire podcast listeners, courtesy of DraftKings. We're offering free six-month Rotowire subscriptions to new DraftKings users. Here's how to take advantage of the offer. You create a DraftKings account and make your first deposit of at least $10. Then you get a six-month Rotowire membership for free, which is a $70 value. You'll also receive a free $3 ticket for a one-day fantasy sports contest deposited into your account. It expires after one year. Keep that in mind. And you'll play for a shot at winning big cash prizes. Visit DraftKings.com forward slash Rotowire dash 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today. One more time, DraftKings.com forward slash Rotowire dash just your regular old dash 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today. Ken K train. That is, that is draftkings.com slash rotowire slash dash 2018. The floor is yours, Ken <laughs> DJ. Sorry. I've been stumbling over you this entire pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time. You should interrupt the old man. Red. Yeah. Time for the old man. Red. I'm going to short this because we're running y'all long. My rant is to Major League Baseball free agents. Not the time. All of you can. NBA podcast. Oh, go. I know, but NBA I'm running out of NBA rants. <laughs> <laughs> Good interruption, though. All of you free agents could be the next Isaiah Thomas. Learn from his disastrous year. In fact, I think this whole problem is actually just one guy, Scott Boris. All of his clients, J.D. Martinez, Moose, Hosmer, Arietta, Holland, Cargo, Carlos Gomez, they're the ones that are really causing the problem here. They're all holding out for too much. Martinez has been offered a five-year, $125 million deal. The guy's 30 years old, and he's only played in 124 games once. Plus, crummy, crummy glove, he should go anywhere he can play DH. This is a terrible Hanley Ramirez-like deal for the Red Sox. Uh, and yet, J.D. won't sign the deal. I hope he doesn't as a Red Sox fan. Look at the NBA trade, line, trade deadline and how quickly your life can change athletes. Uh, the reality is Fox's Thursday night TV deal might be the last absurdly large big TV deal out there as fans cut the cord and cable channels are unbundled. That's going to leave sports channels that can no longer earn revenue from non-sports households. Follow Lou Williams' lead, athletes. Sign for market value, but get a no-trade clause. Can't believe Lou Williams signed under market value but didn't get a no-trade clause. That was crazy. Be like Josh McDaniels and live where you want to live. And J.D., keep your fat ass and crummy glove away from Boston. Eh. Uh, JD, one, he isn't fat. Two, I, he is absolutely worth that five-year deal, but all right. All right, we have an interesting DraftKings night tonight, gentlemen. I think we have to start with Cleveland, right? We just got to 
look into the madness that is their rotation tonight. Start there, and then we can branch out otherwise. The projected starting lineup for your Cleveland Cavaliers tonight is starting at point guard out of yada yada, out of Spain, Jose Calderon, to J.R. Smith, small forward, C.D. Oshman, power forward, LeBron James, center, Tristan Thompson. This seems like a must, must You don't think Jeff Green's going to start? Jeff Green's going to start. I think Jeff Green's going to start as well. All right. Well, okay. Throw him in there. Six men off the bench, whatever you want to do. Regardless, I don't care. LeBron James against a poor Atlanta team seems like a must play. Like, we could be verging on 60% own in in tournaments, in in head-to-heads, in everything. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, if you can find a way to get LeBron James in your lineup, please do so. And Most you, expensive. Yeah, he's so damn expensive tonight. He's $12,100. Doesn't matter. On DraftKings. He's almost he's $900 more expensive than James Harden. That's insane. That's insane. I, I, I wanted to. I tried hard to get him in my lineup. I tried to. Couldn't do it. Couldn't but there it. are some there are some other really interesting matchups. I mean, one, yes, I highly recommend targeting those Cavs guys, specifically Jeff Green and Tristan Thompson. Are, yeah, Jeff Green and Tristan Thompson are the two I like. I think they're both going to log thirty five minutes along with LeBron James, and, and they're just when they get that kind of playing time, they usually have some production behind it. Um, at the very least, Thompson's going to grab you eleven or twelve rebounds with that kind of that kind of run. But outside of the Cavs, some of the, there's other interesting plays for tonight. You have a huge revenge game opportunity with Minnesota and Chicago. Zach Give me Levine, Butler, baby. Zach Levine, I got it too. Going against Zach Minnesota. Zach Levine, oh, Jimmy, I was going Butler the whole way. No, both of them. Nice. You got both sides of the coin, Ken. You can go Butler and Levine, <laughs> and then you got Blake Griffin going up against the Clippers. Come on. Oh, my God. He's going to post. Oh, my He's going to be a monster tonight. A monster. He's going to, he, he's already bringing, he's already guaranteed the Pistons finish the season on the most ridiculous undefeated streak ever. <laughs> he's going to destroy his old team tonight. On top of, now, now, besides those revenge games and these cheap calves, you've got some trade fallout here. Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald for the Kings with George Hill gone. He's $4,500 on DraftKings. I like him tonight. And here's a name that we, we haven't talked about very much, but, but fantasy, fantasy players should know him. Royce O'Neal, Utah Jazz. What? Royce O'Neal. He's been really good. He's been a fixture in the Jazz's rotation for the past month or so. He's playing 20, about 20 minutes per game. With Rodney Hood gone, this is the guy. Who's actually going to benefit from it? Thirty-seven hundred. It's not 3, that, that low price. It ain't that risky. No, no. He's 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 posted. He had a thirty-eight Shannon point fantasy easy. outing last week. Twenty-one no, fantasy good. points really, last week. Utah's really high on him. I'm not making this up. Okay. He can knock down threes. <laughs> he'll grab some rebounds. Royce O'Neal is honestly a good option. DJ's just mad that I brought up a player he's never heard of. Well, that's very true. But, um, I mean, <laughs> you condemn me anytime I bring up somebody like this. Royce O'Neal is no Nick Young. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, Ken, I know you got a couple cheap options for us to consider if we are going to try to fit in our Blake Griffins, our LeBron James. Well, I, I already said it. I, I oh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Green, Green excuse 4,500. Yes. Uh, just because crazy minutes in Cleveland. Uh, I can't beat that O'Neal reference. But Jeff Green, I think, is going to start. He's going to see close to 30. I don't think anyone in Atlanta, you know, he's going to play more small forward. Well, he'll see his minutes. This will probably be uh, – tonight will be Jeff Green's minute high of the season. 
All right. I love it. Love the energy today, guys. I uh, did have one mispronounced name. You went with something like Iman Shumpert instead of Iman Shumpert, but it's all good. He's out in Sacramento. We don't need to remember thinking, how his name is pronounced I was trying to think of that anymore. rap video. I was trying to think of that rap video he appared in. I couldn't concentrate. Remember that? You're barking like up his the His girlfriend was dressed as a tiger or something. You got you got to go on the Thursday pod with with Nick and James to to get a reaction from that. Um, thanks for joining us here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by DraftKings. Love the energy today, guys. Ken, why don't you get us out of here? We're gonna go with Jason Kidd uh, in these crazy trade deadline times, who once said, "We're gonna turn this team around 360 degrees." Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. (laughs) 